Hello. Give me one, <laughs> one second. <Yeah>. Anyway, <laughs> I just watched Spider-Man Homecoming for the first time. For the first time, really? Yeah, because like, it was not Fake on this Disney. It's not on Disney Plus, so I had to buy it. But you know what? I really enjoyed it. Like Pepper Potts was in it at the end, and Iron Man had a massive thing, and I'm like, yay! Oh, this is the reason why I don't like Gwyneth Paltrow because she forgot she was in that movie. She's like, <laughs> we never did a movie together. <laughs> okay, but in fairness, she was in the last two minutes, and Spider-Man had already left the scene at that point. So, welcome back <laughs> to Two Girls One Gleek. We're back with Liv and Sophie by popular demand. I don't know if that's true or not, actually. <laughs> no one wanted us here but let's say it's true but we're here um i want to say quickly before Hello. we start is that we're going to do a, a quick competition oh not quick it's a competition i don't know why i said quick but i'm saying it quickly um oh. all you have to do is leave a review on our podcast on apple podcast and then let us know you've done it either by messaging us on instagram or commenting on one of our tiktoks and then we'll put you in like a thingy and then we'll choose someone and it will choose someone at random and the winner gets to uh be on a podcast with us yeah yeah Yeah. and you can (laughs) pick the episode that you want and you can either stay for like the whole episode or you can just come in and just talk about glee for a little bit or whatever you want to do really so that's out in the world do you know what else is out in the world emily Pink's the world's gone. gone. We have a brand new logo, courtesy of Becky, and it's beautiful. Yeah. It's gorgeous. I do. I love it. I, I really like it. Nope. But I really love it, and she does such a good job. So, giving all my <laughs> special feels to Becky. Anyway, yes. so this episode is Wheels, one of my faves of season one. I actually. I loved this I episode. Just, it's just a solid episode. I but... did enjoy it. Yay! This was probably the first episode yeah. I actually enjoyed. <laughs> I I have I feel like I've kind of convinced myself that every episode in season one is bad, but I yeah, really yeah, liked had, this you know, one. Solid plot lines. There was dr- drama. There was tenseness. Although there I was... think I did write down yes. "shut up, Will" about three times again i I came into this as an avid will supporter and i it's just going downhill it really is like i can't keep it up (laughs) and that's a good thing thing is with this recap um it was so short and it just kind of recapped everything in general all it talked about was uh, Quinn's pregnant and kurt came out and then yeah that was it and i was like was that really needed yeah Okay, this is this is the first opening <laughs> cheer sequence we've had since the pilot because the pilot's like na 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 na. We have like, the opening <laughs> scene, and I just said Quinn. Like I think Quinn is at like peak. I want to be her prettiness in this episode. She was so gorgeous in this yeah. episode. Oh my god, I kind of like sixties clothing vibe, but she's like so like old Hollywood. Yeah, yeah I also said. Um, the Cheerios are really out here doing the most. Like, that was a full-on every routine. They, every time they show the Cheerios, I'm like, they're more talented than anyone. They're more talented than the, the Glee, Glee kids. Literally. I want a spin-off with just the Cheerios. Oh, they dance moms, but instead of Abby Lee Miller, it's, <laughs> it's Jane Lynch. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I would watch that. Miller's. Oh, my God. Can you imagine Abby Lee Miller and um, Sue Sylvester meeting? Oh. <sighs> I know. Um, what, I think I know what you're going to say. Do you remember when Abby Lee Miller used to put photos? <laughs> <laughs> she used to put photos of herself on her Instagram and put hashtag R.I.P. for people. 
So it'd be hashtag rip and then like oh. it'd be like a, a link or something. It'd be like RIP link and bio. <laughs> Which, yes, that was it. Okay, so uh, going back to the scene with Quinn and Finn on like the raised bit of the whatever on it, gym. I forgot yeah. how expensive healthcare is. I completely just like, like, went through my mind that it's just like six hundred dollars just to get a sonogram. I know that's crazy. I did write yeah. that. I was like, why? I mean, we're not going to get political here, but also, I just don't understand why America doesn't have free healthcare. If the UK can afford it, surely the US can afford it. I said Quinn does not need to be so harsh. Like, I get where she's coming from, and I understand, but it's not Finn's baby. And she knows that. She well knows that. And I think she is kind of abusing her power. Finn was like, I'm trying to get a job. But she was like, you're an idiot. <laughs> he was like, what? <laughs> she could have chose to tell Finn and Puck that Puck was the father. And then Puck could be the only one like providing. Because he's Puck's actually trying. And she knows that Puck's trying. But she's still yeah. on with like, just Finn as the father. Which I'm like... That's your own fault. If you're complaining that he's not providing, you could actually be with someone who is. So, like, yeah. it doesn't make sense. It well, is. Providing. Yeah. It is. I wouldn't yeah. use that word. Providing I is think... like eight, $18. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps hiding me like, this is your baby. This is your child. When she fully knows it's not. No, it's a bit It's a bit like Terry in, like, the earlier episodes. You know when we were talking in Vitamin D about how she just constantly brings up the fact that she's pregnant with Will's baby when she's not? Like, they both do it. Anyway, but, you know, babies. Who knew babies would be such a big thing in (laughs) Glory? So there's this massive scene. Okay, the scene, again, I just season one scene went on for too long. The scene with Will and uh, Figgins talking about how they can't get the bus. My hands are tied. Yes. My everything tight. that scene for so long. <laughs> Just say can't get the bus. Like, figure it out. <laughs> can't Not... get the bus. <laughs> can't okay. get special bus. <laughs> he calls it the special bus. I was like, I don't think that's quite the word you should use. <laughs> the special bus. Uh, then we get on to the whole scene where there's defying gravity, and I know that people, some people probably know, but the whole defying gravity thing is actually a real story that happened to Chris Colfer when he was in school. He wanted to sing the song, he wasn't allowed to. Is that true? I would, would never lie on <laughs> I didn't know that. Bleak. You question my honour. Is Defy Gravity a good choice for a show choir competition? Okay, I have, I have some things. No. Okay. Um, number one, they Will said, oh, um, you know, we when Mercedes like was like, oh, can we do like a song for me? And Will was like, oh, no, we, we're we not going to change the songs. They're not changing the songs all the time anyway. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, yeah, um, in like Defying Gravity as a show choir song, it's a solo. What would the others be doing? <laughs> Flying around. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I think they said that he doesn't want to rearrange it for Mercedes. He means he means like rearrange like the tempo or like rearrange the key. When Mercedes can hit higher notes than Rachel can, she could hit it. Yeah, she could sing it like that. I don't know why they're making it out as if Mercedes also, has a lower voice. Spoiler alert, they never actually use this song in sectionals anyway. So, like, what's the point? Exactly. He just, like, he was more he was more interested in talking to Mercedes than he was about her. Like, he was like, I'm sure you find something to dip in chocolate. I was like, what was that about? Oh. Um, but, like, he completely disregarded Kurt. I really want to know how... I mean, it's not quite relevant right now, but I want to know how they raised... Eight thousand dollars, with with a car wash, for for Dakota Stanley. Yet 
they can't raise six hundred dollars for a handicapped bus to go to sectionals. Um, but I like how Rachel wasn't like, oh, oh well. She literally went, that's completely unfair. But everybody else was like, it's fine. But at this point, I was really annoyed because I was like, so like you know, you're helping out Artie. Like, oh, we guys like we got to help out Artie. And then when Kurt wants to do the solo, it's like, no. <laughs> no. It was so it's so annoying. <laughs> It's not. It's not a case of Rachel can't do it. It's a case of Kurt wants exactly. to. Yeah. Exactly. He's like, we should. He's always thinking about like working as a team, not giving all the solos to Rachel. And then this is just evidence that he always gives all the solos to Rachel. Mister Shu, we've got homework and football and teen pregnancy and lunch <laughs> <laughs> and lunch. Let <laughs> me yeah. get to Artie's first solo. Which I really like this song. I love this song so much. I actually really like it. I think this one's mm-hmm. completely underrated. But why do they keep giving Kevin Kevin McHale a guitar? Kevin McHale can't play guitar, or he couldn't anyway at this point. So why they're always giving him a guitar? <laughs> he's so pure though. Like when he's when he's doing his yeah, little dancing. One, I completely one hundred stand season one Tina and Artie not together really. Oh, I don't mind them together either, but like I mean individually, that's where they they were at their peak. Will <laughs> once again creeping up at the end of the song. He's like. Let me watch Artie singing alone in the auditorium. Like, I stop. Stop creeping up with the children. How does he... He always seems to know when to pop up. Like, I, I wrote it down for later when, um, when like, Sue is teaching Becky... Well, not teaching yep. Becky, but, like, coaching Becky. He's lurking. He's, he's always everywhere at once. I don't understand how, um, how he, he just knows about everything. One thing I did write is that he... Is all up in everyone's business, and yet he's always the last person to find <laughs> anything out. He just, oh. I think he, um, I think he has some very good moments, and I think he is a very fundamental yes. character to the show. But there are so many times, especially now rewatching it, um, and after being on Matthew Morrison TikTok, which <laughs> was a bad time. Um, so then we get to the scene where he's like giving out. I think he's giving out like the sheet music or whatever. I don't really know. But then Kurt's wearing like this like bandana, and I love the bandana vibes. <laughs> it's really. And also, there's other ways to raise money. So like, no, we're doing a bake sale. We're doing a bake sale. I don't know. Skydiving, bake sale, or nothing. Throwing pies at the teachers. I thought I'd love to do that. Oh my god. Oh, did you ever throw That's, sponges? At I teachers? would throw a hundred pies at shoot. What were you saying, Liz? <laughs> throw sponges at your teachers i watch people do it but i, know yeah. that I can't not like <laughs> there is context like, <laughs> not, yeah. not just during <laughs> lesson like oh give me a five and i'll throw you a sponge <laughs> <laughs> so he says there's other ways to raise money we need money like come on guys and then straight after he says by the way there was a sale on wheelchairs so i bought 12 of them like <laughs> surely need the money, money you just so spent on this life lesson <laughs> you could have spent on the special bus <laughs> to be fair though i do think that the wheelchairs were one of shoes only well, good ideas that, in the entire it, show is it a little bit insensitive yeah like, i was when they were doing proud mary i was well, like okay I can't tell if this is like offensive or <laughs> appreciative. Like- the idea of them doing Proud Mary at a show choir competition makes me <laughs> severely uncomfortable. But just the just the, like going around school in a wheelchair, they should have taken it as far as performing. <laughs> but just He's stuck in his wheelchair for the rest of his life. But yeah. they after this exercise quotation marks. 
Yeah, they can get out. They can get out. Go about their day. Because he only said three hours as well. He didn't say like the whole time. Your lot, your whole life. I mean, I guess that would be unreasonable. That's what I was like. Just yeah, do it. it would be a bit unreasonable to tell <laughs> your kids you have to in a wheelchair for life. <laughs> Baking scene next. Oh, it is. I literally put Quinn looks so. I've always said this every. I think the one of the only times I simp for Quinn for Bray is during the baking scene because her team like so oh, she's, gorgeous. In this she scene. is a little bit perfect. Also, I just want to say before we stop, we before we start talking about the baking scene, um, you know the bit where they're all trying out their wheelchairs and Rachel's in the canteen. Can we go back to the fact yeah. that Rachel's meant to be vegan? Because that's long- my fish pasta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yes, baking scene. And Puck really thinks he's done something with his eighteen dollars that he just shoves at her. <laughs> Honestly, he's like, "You're welcome." <laughs> you seem like we're thinking. It's really cute, and I really like them too. And her they smile, have chemistry. When she's laughing, her smile. I literally think I fell in love with Diana Agron. Like in that moment, I love how she's like, "You're an egghead," and he goes, "I'm not." And then she smashes an egg on his head, and she she's, she's literally <laughs> like, like, "You are now egghead." First scene we get of Kurt and Bert since Preggers. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I wrote down Bert, but I, th- oh. I did the U more like an O, so it just goes like Bort. <laughs> Bort. Bort. It's what, genuinely one of my favourite characters in yeah. the entire show. I'm just growing, but you can tell he's still not quite the Bert Hummel we love at this point. He's like, he's still a bit reserved. Like, he was like, you don't want to talk about boys, do you? You're like, please, I'm not ready for that. But like he's trying, it's like it's like a midway point. I feel like at this point he's like not quite yeah. lifted off the ground into happy rainbow Bert Hummel that we love. But he's not quite. <laughs> is he gonna kill his son Preggers uh, Bert Hummel? You know, it's like a happy medium. <laughs> My favorite thing is like he's in like a girl, uh, but, you know, in a good way. <laughs> he's trying. He's giving it. Oh, also, let's um, go. Can we talk about how Lauren's ices was shown in this. I love yes! Lauren's ices. I put introduction of Lauren, <laughs> which a lot of people get. There's two characters get introduced in this episode, Lauren and Becky. But we'll get to Becky a bit later. But yes, I never realized. I wrote this down later on when she auditions for the Cheerios. I never actually realized that Lauren's ices was in series yeah. one. Yeah. <clears throat> later, when they do laryngitis. She's quite a big, a big part there, but not a big yeah. part. She's in the first like section of that episode. Um, but yeah, she becomes the main character season two. But I know. <laughs> and also, I like he goes, "I'm full of ennui." He's like, "So it's really getting you down?" He's like, "Yes." <laughs> so it's really Next time someone says, like, "Says you okay?" I'm like, "I'm full of ennui," and I just needed to know what I mean. I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, I love Detective Bert as well." He's yeah. like storming to that school. He's like, "You listen here." In that respect, <laughs> he reminds me of my mum because like my mum would do that. She'd be like. Off I go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so Bert, yeah. said Bert and Will are in Vigan's office and Bert is saying, you can't not let my kid try out for this thing because he sounds like a girl, but in a good way. Um, so then Will, it cuts then to Will and Rachel. <laughs> and Rachel's like, you're going to give him my part? And Will's like, no, you should, I, it's not fair for me to like help out Archie, not help out Kurt. He's acting like it's his idea. Literally, only two minutes ago, you were like, no, yeah. Kurt, go. And I was taking credit for this idea, being like, yeah, I'm such a new-aged person, like, I should give Kurt, like, such more respect. Oh. Like, I... <clears throat> that kid's dad to come down and speak <laughs> to you in front of your boss in order for you to agree to do this. Yeah. Anyway, but I kind of agree with Rachel as well, though. Because, like, because she, like... Yeah. 
as if someone gives you a part and then the week later being like, mm, you might not have the part anymore. Like it was a bit too can... late. I mean, like like you said, it had to take it, take Bert <laughs> coming down there. But then that was already too late because he'd already promised Rachel the solo. So yeah. like, you should have just given, let Kurt audition from the start and not I been know. a fucking prick. Sorry. Yeah. I'm like, annoyed. Rachel's yeah. justified in this. Because like, I get it, like, I mean, it's a bit, it's a bit dramatic. When she's like, "Can you ta- start doing lessons at ruining my life?" I mean, your life's not ruined. You're yeah, I wrote down. A bit yeah, dramatic, Rachel. Yeah, she <laughs> so, can she not just out sing Kurt? Like, if she's that, if she believes that she's the best singer in Glee Club, which she does, she could, she surely would think that she could just win. Oh. I guess it. I guess this one has a bit more of a higher stake because it is sectionals. Um, like I said, like I. But we'll get to it later on. When they're singing Proud Mary, it's the first time they've actually sung something or performed something in the auditorium to Will, which normally would be stupid and pointless with, like, who you're performing to. But at least they're actually, like, rehearsing for something. Like, yeah. you know. But also, yeah. this whole episode completely spoils it for us because we know, we know, we know <laughs> that if they perform it, they're not performing it again. So we're not going to see it at sectionals. We're not going to see Define Gravity mm-hmm. at sectionals. So all this episode was for absolute nothing because neither of the songs they're fighting so hard to do were even in the sectionals. Never, like, <laughs> do that, though. Like, they performed a song um, and then they've also performed it in sectionals. Or... The only the only time that happened was Define... Uh, not Define Gravity. Go <laughs> 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 um, Stop Believing. Okay. It was, like, a different arrangement. Kurt's like we all know I'm more popular than Rachel <laughs> and I mean neither of them are popular but I think he means like, within the club it's when he it's when he wheeled his chair forward with his leg crossed over it really oh, yeah, made like, me laugh and I t- with the bake sale and the banner says William McKenley High School Glee Club handy capable bus bake sale no. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it so popular kids there? I mean, it's a good it's, it's a good tactic to sell cupcakes. But would you go and sell go buy cupcakes to popular people? I feel like I'd be more scared to go up to popular people and be like, I, "Can I have honestly, a cupcake?" It just reminded me of when oh. we had a bake sale in Year Eleven for prom because I don't know about you, but we had to raise our own money for prom. Yeah. Um, so we did a bake sale, and it was it was um, break time. When you have bake sales at break time, you get a swarm of people. And yeah. There was like, <laughs> it was just so like mm. dead. No one was buying any. It was really depressing. <laughs> so embarrassing. Um, yeah. And I- but not to like to my own horn, but I remember <laughs> we were trying to raise money. This was back in primary school, so thorned. I actually was the f- I actually was the first person to do like a bake sale, um, like during break time. It was just me on my Larry. I think yeah. I had a load of money, and I remember that, yes. and I was like, wow. Yeah, I was carnival princess. Oh, I remember you telling me about. Yeah, so yeah, every year there would be one queen who would be from year five and year six, and two princesses from year four, year three and year four. And but the thing that the rule was is that not all three of them couldn't be from the same school. So you're just into a nightclub, no longer a nightclub in our town, and they. Everyone was there, and I realised very early on that none of them went to where I, my school, and all of them went to a different school. So I'd already got the role, regardless of what I say. 
But I after the ceremony got place and I got it. I went to the woman's house who like ran the Carnival Princess thing. Got to pick a dress. It's basically like a wedding dress, mm-hmm. it was, like a white dress, like a little like bridesmaid mm-hmm. white dress. And then yeah. on Carnival Day, I got to wake up. I had to wake up at six a.m. to get my hair done at the salon for fr- mm-hmm. like go to the salon and get my hair done mm-hmm. and makeup. And then by like eight nine o'clock in the morning i was already on like this it was basically like a truck but it was like a pretty truck and had like an open like bit in the back and we had to sit and we got yeah we like led the carnival and we had to like do like princess waves and i was iconic and then when you get to the carnival you're the one who hands out all (laughs) the gifts and you get to sit in like this like princess area and i just remember eating strawberries and doing nothing yeah Anyway, back to the glee. How do we even I get to forgot this? what we were talking about. <laughs> Those cupcakes suck. They were like gross, like red. <laughs> like, Are you someone... kidding? I wanted to eat one. It looked I, like someone just got a hand of icing and just plopped it on the top. Yum. <laughs> wants to buy cupcakes from us because we're losers in glee club and we're in wheelchairs. We're in wheelchairs. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no perspective of someone who is i mean she is technically because she's popular she's kind of the bully and so she's the sort of person who would look down on people in wheelchairs and now she is one and so like her perspective has had to like completely flip and that's why because she knows for a fact that if it was someone who was actually handicapped trying to sell her a cake she wouldn't buy one so that's that's why she says that so I, I like I understand why she says it. I'm not saying that I think she should have said it because obviously she didn't. I'm just saying it makes sense from Quinn's. Yes. Then we get the first introduction of Becky, and I said, <laughs> unpopular opinion. Becky was fine. Like her character got ruined in season five, like most characters in season five. But like I preferred her in season like two and three. She season one, she was basically just Sue's minion. Didn't really have much, but like didn't give her much to do. But, like, I, I didn't love her as much as everybody else did. Um, I think Becky and Brittany was such an unlikely friendship oh, yeah. that it really works. It again? I thought, I thought that... But not a lot. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, like, yeah. that should have been inconsistent. Yeah, it's... Well, I mean, it's... Yeah, it's partly, it's partly Brittany and Becky, but it's also... Isn't it also, like, Quinn and Santana? Or whatever. What? When Becky... Is it when yeah, Becky gets her boyfriend? Like you haven't seen this really yet live that season six no me quit i'm trying my best and she's like get a job i'm trying and then he like stands up and just you know his his specialty is kick, his specialty is kicking chairs so he's like kicks the wheelchair and it's really funny yeah kicking him kicking the wheelchair made me howl <laughs> it, it was angry I know. the chair fin stop that at once he's just pretty aggressive anyway wasn't too good in that scene her because I think she's um, very talented but just that scene she said something and it was like she was meant to sound angry but it was it was like kind of quintessential like angry acting where you just say it really loud so it's yeah like, I'm saying this loudly so yeah it must mean I'm angry kind of thing um I don't know um, <laughs> I was, I was like, yeah no Diana Agron's acting again ebbs yeah. and flows in this in season one I didn't really like it at the beginning she gets better by the end but her acting isn't my favorite well she's not a trained actor i don't think um no not many of them are but you know anyway yeah they didn't want any really famous people in it that's why there was hardly any they, they were all people who never really acted before 
Yeah. And that's really funny. The um, crab guy was really good. Yeah, and she's like, freak. Yeah. <laughs> she literally wanted to shoot someone out of a cannon, yeah. and she's calling him a freak. Um, he was so good breakdancing, uh, calling crab guy, because he was doing some crab movements. I was like, yes, I'm, I want him. <laughs> yeah, I want you. I, know you I, do. Hope, I hope that man is doing hell. And like, I, this is, again, me being like, I don't actually know. There's probably not a right or wrong answer. When Becky walks in and Will's like, be nice, Sue. And like, and then when she lets, she says, like, you're on the team. And he's like, what are you doing, Sue? Like, are you up to something? Why does he think she's up to something? But like, I also like, kind of get it. But like, I don't know. But like, why he's like, I mean, Sue mentions this, but like, he's treating her differently. So he's like, oh, be nice to her. Why should she treat Becky differently just because she's disabled? He, she should yeah. just treat him her the also, same. He did it in front of her. Like, Becky could definitely yeah. have heard yeah. that. And he, like, covered up his mouth. So obviously he was whispering, like, oh, it just really angered me. Because I was just like, he yeah. treats everyone the same in the Glee Club because they're all minorities. Um, <laughs> but, like, so he should do the same to with Becky as well. It goes both ways. Yeah. It, it, that really annoys me. I think that I think that's the thing. Like I think in trying to be a good teacher, he's, uh, I think he's under the impression that when someone's different, you need to treat them differently. But that's literally not what they want. They've been treated differently their whole life because everyone believes that, and that's exactly what needs to no. not happen. Yes. Finn in the wheelchairs when they're fighting about technically kind of fighting about Quinn, but they don't really know they're fighting about Quinn because they don't no... really know what they're fighting. No, about. because obviously. Like Puck no. is the one who's all in the know, whereas Finn's not. So don't he thinks he's just kind of fighting Puck. Like he's just kind of like, but like Puck's actually yeah. kind of got a reason, whereas Finn's just like, no, I'm doing my best. Why? Why he's, is he everywhere? He he literally he's got eyes everywhere. Is he a yes, shapeshifter? He is. He's in the Marvel universe. He's in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He comes in in the end of One Division. He's like One Division. He's like I was yes. everyone the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's actually Ultron. Anyway, he's like, why are you so much? And and Pop's like, I really like Artie. Okay, I'm like, you put him in a porta potty <laughs> and tipped him over eight episodes ago. You do not like Artie. He gets to the auditorium scene when they're all like practicing their wheelchair moves. And then I don't have anything about the scene, but when they're all wheelchairing away, I noticed that Brad was also in a wheelchair. And I Brad's in a wheelchair. Why? He's not really the biggest Artie fan. Round he always two. Makes the pipe. There's a chance to show Artie my love and appreciation towards him. Yes, please. <laughs> club right he really is the most un- the mm, i mean i think joe is the most underrated character but yeah. <laughs> is Brad. mike chang yeah then mike chang um you know, with the late so kurt so adorably is labeling the piano and he's like i need to hit this little high f with a little gold star i love his outfit very on trend with a muted brown like monochrome vibes but and i i say this with absolute love to chris colfer but I don't like the ooze that he does. He's like, it's like, it's like really like sinister, and like creepy. It's like, I'm like, why are you going up like that? It sounds like he's in pain. It's a bit just hurts. Man called Bert Hummel. He's like, your son's a man. What old man yeah. is in school? <laughs> <laughs> it was just Will Schuster. 
It's <laughs> just Will the whole time. Will is everywhere. I hated when he was like questioning his parenting and he was saying how, um, how he wishes that Kurt's mum was still there so that she could like guide him. And I'm no. like, no, you're doing Will great. Just, no, future Bert is the most loving. Future Bert. Um, but also, so Kurt runs in like, dad, 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 I got the high F. I'm going to win. I mean, again, love you, but like, doesn't mean you're going to win. Like, just because I can I can hit a note doesn't mean I'm gonna be the best person who can hit the note. You know, I didn't hit the note no, in the context of the song. Hitting a note in a scale than it is going up to a note yeah. in a song. Yeah, that's a that's a completely that's a completely mm-hmm. different but... ball game. <laughs> I, should... I mean, I don't know how effective it is because they get pushed around quite a lot. Um, but like, <laughs> I love it, and I love how Bert uses it all the time. But this is my one. Yeah. Okay, I have a lot of things I wish Glee did, but this is one that I actually just recently thought of, and I now want it more than anything in the world. I wish we could have had flashbacks with Kurt and his mum. I wish yeah. we could have seen his mum. Oh no, because I would have. <laughs> okay. Also, who exactly. who would you and cast as his mum? Well, I want this is different. In my head, I'm like someone perfect. Whoever's perfect. Like, like yeah. a fairy like woman, Maybe. I think. Because um, to me, Kurt looks like a um like a myst- mystical creature. <laughs> so like a very Jennifer Garner. Yeah. Is that the woman from thirteen going thirty? Or yeah. Mum yeah. in Love Simon. Someone oh, or I bes- Jennifer Gardner. Jennifer's Gardner. Jennifer Coolidge. Jennifer Garner's Gardener. That's what I thought you said. That's "That's Britney's mum. Keep up. Oh my god. (laughs) 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 Thing to find Bradley. So Quinn storms in with another bill, and she's like, either you help pay for the baby that isn't yours, or I'm breaking up with you. We shouldn't say that. She doesn't say that exactly. That's pretty much what she says. It's pretty much her thing. What is help herself though? Like, well, has it has it already been the bit where um, no part by carrying the baby, but at the same time, has she even said um, that she's keeping it? She, yeah. I think she's way. Pa- I think she's way past the point of getting this an abortion. Is... Yeah, has that already happened? Oh, she thinks that she's going to give it to... Yeah, but she still needs money Harry, for, like, sonograms and for doctor visits, like that. Um, that's true. Them, like, that's just, again, like, what? <laughs> Smart for that, though, to be fair. Did, okay, I'm confused. Did he put the weed in the cupcakes, or did he give people weed, and then I... they ate the cup? Because he said in his voiceover... He put weed in cupcakes. Oh, um... It gave everyone the munchies. Which... Well, I guess if you if you ate and it and weed. then you got the weed and then you'd want more, so you'd go back and get more. But, like, how, how did you get them to eat it in the first place? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Well, Ryan Murphy, hello. Dinner. We have questions. Pretty important <laughs> questions. Again, Will, he's like, Will sneaking up on Becky and Will during rehearsal. And I'm like, how are you always there? Yeah. Oh, and that's then why I, I guess, guess he wasn't doing anything bad because... I mean, yeah, Susan Arson, she was like, you know, being, <laughs> she was treating her like shit. But she does that to everyone. So, like, it, it's only yeah. fair. And Becky didn't seem phased by it. She was just, Becky was just happy. She laughed on the yeah. way out. 
she she was like happy that she was been treating she was being treated normally. Yeah, exactly, she was fine with it. But Sue, not Sue. Phil, I was about to say Phil again. <laughs> to make like, a big deal out of it, it was just like. Yeah, um, but I like how she was like, yeah. she was like, you don't know the first thing about me. I was you know like, I mean? yes, no, you don't. <laughs> anyway, so the infamous um, we Defying Gravity scene, and they really said, let's do a pop like, version. Like, so this is very, like, this is not the obviously the original version. It's very poppy, a lot of it's cut out for like yeah. character purposes. Um, I really like Kurt's version, and I know that it's that's an popular opinion, but I think it's sweet and it kind of matches the pop version of the mute of the song they've made. Like coming, I was gonna say coming from a musical theatre background. No, um, being a musical theatre fan, I think obviously yes. Rachel's voice is stronger technically than Kurt's, and so um, I really like Defying Gravity as a musical theatre song. I did prefer Rachel's version yes. just because it had more. Oomph. But performance-wise, I did prefer. Like I mean, like you said um, about. Rachel but as well like Kurt's you could tell Kurt was like nervous mm-hmm. as well the way he was standing or they were both he had his hand his awkwardly why uh, did they like Rachel's a performer like why is she just stood there with her arms down by her sides like I was just was like just no like, why is it, I didn't like, like it like, <laughs> they get rid of it after this episode I'm pretty sure you know when they were doing the transitions um from like Kurt to Rachel and Rachel to Kurt um, and it was the same silhouette. <laughs> I don't know whose head that was. But, you know, they were yes. behind someone's head. And then, the like, same head. Whoever's head that was. That was so funny. Same... It's like, <laughs> the same. <laughs> What's his name? Matt. It's the boldest. I so, feel like yeah. it was Matt's head. I'm really emotional because he knows that he's going to throw it. Well, that made I me really I, sad, I don't actually. I think Kurt knew if he was definitely going to do it or not. Like, you could tell there was some hesitation from Kurt. Yeah, he, I think he was having a bit of a bit of an internal conflict yeah. over the idea of it. Because he could have just, like, he could have yeah. sung the song perfectly, and then when, he, say, he got voted to do it, he could have been like, nah, sorry, I want Rachel to do it. It was a bit of a, it was a very Kurt Hummel way of doing something. Like, he was like, I have to throw <laughs> it in order for me not to sing it. You're not forced to sing it if you end up winning. <laughs> you know, you still can give it to Rachel if you want to. Yeah, uh, Puck in a really twisted, sweet way gives her the money from the bake sale for Quinn's baby. Um, okay, they earned two hundred dollars. They sold what over a thousand cupcakes. Puck made a thousand cupcakes. Uh, Unless you were saying he's like five dollars a piece. <laughs> How are you doing that? About a thousand people. Maybe even less. Exactly. Yeah. The school. So like. So I said about how they raised eight thousand dollars at a car wash. Is money just different in the Glee universe? Yeah, it's just like one pound. <laughs> um, point of this episode was to raise money at the bus for Artie, but we end up not using the money yeah. to get the bus. Like I understand it's a sweet thing to do, but also why? Anyway, because so like, I understand she's doing it because like she can feel for Artie, but she's always Jean's always been her sister. So why is it just now when she's like let's do something about it? The thing I don't understand, like she she's um taken Becky under her really? wing. She's had no um like connection to Artie whatsoever apart from when she was in when he was in Sue's kids. Like there's no there's been no because Jean had nothing to do with. So it was just because she was feeling nice. No, his yeah. argument is like, I appreciate the money, but I'd rather get a ramp, an, an extra ramp for 
the wheelchair people because I'm not the only school in queue with the wheelchair. Uh, I'm sorry, but where? Like, we'd like to see this because I'm not saying you're lying. Um, <laughs> but the only thing, like, again, about Glee, like, it's supposed to be inclusive. But the only, like, left in the show are Becky and Artie. Though with Jean, I think it's really nice to give some humanity to um, a character that so far we've kind of thought is like kind of heartless. Um, this character, like, there's so many different. She has, she's is like she's got so many different personalities at once. I hate Sue, but it's also yeah. hard to love her. So it's like when we get to finishing off is the scene between Artie and Tina and they're doing a little, cute little wheelchair races I'm like yeah. first of all why is no one else here like are you is this like the evening are you guys rehearsing and then she I don't it's done so dirty by the writers like he like I mean he gets he gets some good moments but he's never he never really has like a good storyline like I feel like everything good happens to him he's he never has like a good good run overall like I feel like there's always something and just it turns it a bit I don't know push Tina away because so, but also why would a start like Tina says I had a start as he always stopped talking to me is that a big like would someone would people think that's so weird that people stop talking to her like Sasha's not like a big I remember this one I thought Artie overreacted a little bit because like I mean, I understand where Tina's coming from because, like, if you don't, I mean, she didn't want to talk. She wanted to public speak, so she pretended she had a stutter when she was like, assuming she probably has like anxiety or something. So like, she didn't want to come forward and like actually yeah. say to anyone. So like, she just had to do it for the rest of her life. Um, so like, I think mm. Artie should have been a bit yeah. more understanding. It's like her, when maybe. Darren had his fake British accent. <laughs> 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 not the fake British accent. <laughs> Went to a concert with his like friends, and they were speaking in a British accent, like the thing in the concert. And like the like the woman who like the gatekeeper like to let people in, she was like, "Oh my god, are you guys British?" And Darren was like, "Yeah, yeah." Um, like really bad tickets. He wanted like the floor tickets. He was like, "You know, we're only here for like the night, and like if you could like let us in, that'd be great." And then the woman, like, lets him in. And then the next day, he's, like, at a shop. And the girl's, like, Darren? He's, like, hi! <laughs> hi! Four years. Because this woman, like, lived near him. And he had to pretend he was, like, this British person. And <laughs> then he saw her on a... Oh, edit that. He saw her on a bus. And he, like, ran after her. He was, like, look, I'm an asshat. I've been lying to you for four years. So I have a British accent, and she was like, "I'm not even mad. That's just so dumb." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get to Kurt and Bert, and Kurt says, "I blew the note," and Bert's like, "Why?" And he says, "Because I love you more than I love being a star." I know. Oh. I was like, "This episode is kind of emotional." Ouch. Oh. Him yeah. being. I love how also how Kurt is like a multi-use king. He can. Fix cars. He can turn heads. <laughs> He's an icon. But also, how can he Kurt can afford an icon the McQueen? That's um, not cheap. Job. It might have been. It might have been a charity anyway, shop find. And he doesn't. He doesn't. Proud Mary, Alabama. This <laughs> one's for you already. And I'm like, oh, I know. They're so good though. So I was like, I was like listening to the first bit, and I was like, <laughs> yes. oh, just low harmony. 
the first RE Mercedes. He's like, yeah, the guitar yeah. down in the He's studio. Like, yes. for the minute. I was like, that's so. I've never heard you sing that low before. Like Kevin's got the range. And I love how. <laughs> yes, we need Kevin more McHale. low singing, Kevin McHale. But see, this performance <laughs> makes sense because they're rehearsing for sectionals. It makes sense. I understand it. It makes it, there's a point to it. But also at this point, again, the set list is now defying gravity and proud yeah. Mary wheelchairs. Like it's not the best set list. <laughs> also, are they really gonna dress like that? Like imagine <laughs> imagine Rachel Berry singing Defying Gravity with pigtails and a yellow top. I did think that um Not like them dancing in the wheelchairs was really cute though. <laughs> the way that they were just like bouncing. I was like, then they can it was the end of the episode. Again, lots happened. Yes. Um uh, we found out So that you could watch with no context. Yeah. And I agree. I think it's a, it's an easy And it wouldn't watch. really make any difference to the storyline anyway. A lot of episodes, like in TV shows, where you can just watch them. I feel like Friends were a good example of ones where you could watch any any episode mm. in any order. Whereas this is definitely an episode you could just pick out and show it to someone and be like, "This is Glee." <laughs> um, I agree. So I'm really happy about this episode, and Agreed. I think it was good. And I'm very happy that you also enjoyed it. Like Ballad, which is a um, pretty intense one. Um, that is the introduction to you having my baby you and <laughs> no I don't want to be in this one <laughs> I'm excited on this episode excited. with Ballad um, Liv and Sophie thank you so much That's for okay. being here um, 